Honestly, I think that uh, living in South Africa, we are particularly blessed in that we live in one of the most beautiful uh, places in the world. I've been very fortunate in my life that I've been able to travel abroad and, and across this country. And I can honestly say that I have experienced such great, great experiences, great people, um, just great memories traveling across the country. Um, but often we don't take the time to travel our, our backyard and, and to learn more about what are some of the wonderful places that we have in this country. Um, so tonight, we're going to be speaking to Fari Raisinika, who is a Sanyika, who is a, a blogger. Um, and we're going to be speaking in particular about Coffee Bay, the Panorama Route, and the Kruger National Park. But I want to know from you, what are some of your favorite places in South Africa to travel to? And like I said, it's almost December. It's just a week or so to go. Um, and then we're entering those uh, December holidays and people are going to be traveling right across the country. So where do you want to go? Where are some of the places that you'd like to encourage our fellow South Africans to go to? Give us a call, 891 207 You can also SMS 40938 40938 SMSs are charged at 1.50. Very right, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us this evening. Oh, thank you so much for having me on air. I was so excited. So tell us a little bit about why you've chosen Coffee Bay. Um, what is uh, what is particularly uh, you know attractive about this route for you, um, at this destination for you, and why would you encourage South Africans to go there? Okay, I would say when I when I went there for the first time, I was completely blown away by the place mm-hmm. um, to the point where I just wanted to scream from the mountain, everybody <laughs> go to Coffee Bay <laughs> because it was unlike any place I'd ever seen. And like you mentioned in the in your in the um, your build up to this chat, that you know we're so blessed to be in South Africa. Every province is so different from yeah. the other that you don't have to go far to find something different. And Coffee Bay is different to any place I'd ever seen. It's um, along the wild coast of the Eastern Cape. It's uh, very quiet and it's beautiful. So you can just, to picture it, it's um, a very hilly um, landscape and there's endless coastline undisturbed and along it you'll find animals, there'll be cows chilling on the beach (laughs) um, and you won't have much signal there. So it's very relaxing and it's like it's an escape from the busy and fast life of normal life. I think what's also you know important about uh, particularly Coffee Bay and that stretch um, around um, that wild coast area, uh, besides the fact that there's no signal, is, is that you know it, it, it's also one of those backpackers kind of havens, yeah. and that means that there is quite affordable accommodation as well as also affordable um, places to eat um, and, and kind of enjoy uh, you know the the landscape almost untouched to a certain extent. It's true. It's true. Like one of the backpackers there. It's called Coffee Shack, and what's so great about it is that they offer guided hikes. So even if you go there and you're not sure what to do, you can sign up for a hike to Hole in the Wall, to Hole in the Wall with them, for example. So you'll start the day with them. They'll guide you through it. They'll teach you about, you know, the area and about the people, and um, they'll they'll take you to Hole in the Wall, which is like a nine-kilometer hike. And Hole in the Wall is a natural rock, rock formation, formation in the ocean. And then you'll come back, and then the next day you can do another another trip, for example, to Mapuzi Cave, and you can do uh, a, a jump off of the cliff. You can um, swim in a in a cave pool, 
all of these things right here in South Africa. So it's really awesome. One of the things that I particularly enjoy, um, because I, I do like animals as well, was was horse riding. Um, and, you know, dri- driving, <laughs> riding on the beaches is really, you know, it's such a peaceful experience. And, and one you can't really, uh, you can't put into words. Um, would you say that, you know, doing activities like that is affordable in that area? Yeah, I would say so. Um, the Like the excursions that I spoke about, they're all under 50 rand to participate in. And yeah, so it definitely is affordable. And the accommodation itself is affordable because it's backpackers. So there are um, hostels, there's also camping sites. But if you're not into that, they also do have, um, uh, what can I say, more like guest housey suites yeah. with uh, beds, etc. Um, so, would- Sorry, Farai, would you say that this is a, a destination that caters for, for every age group when you're looking at the family? So whether you've got toddlers up to, you know, magogos that are 90 years old, there is something for everybody to enjoy. Yes, I would say so. If you're not into the hike, you can just relax on the beach and enjoy the views. If you're more into adrenaline and trying something new, you can do a surfing lesson. Um, so, yeah, you can... You can uh, you can plan the trip according to who's going to be on it and there will be something for everybody. Great. So that, that covers Coffee Bay. And as we said, you know, it's, it's kind of looking at that wild coast area. It's in the Eastern Cape. Um, yes. So obviously you've got beaches, you've got sand, you've got all those sort of wonderful excursions. And then we move on to the Panorama Route, which is kind of the Pumalanga Highlands. So I'd like to yes. chat to you a little bit about that. And, and, you know, we were chatting earlier about the fact that each province has such unique, um, you know, uh, vegetation. And, and it, you almost find like you have everything that you could possibly want in one country, whether it's desert, beach, um, or or looking at Lowfelt and and you know kind of like the the the, the Kruger National experience. Yes, uh, we we're going to be chatting a little bit more about that just after sports because it is almost half past seven, and that game between uh, the Box and Wales has kicked off. But to bring us up to date with all the live action as it happens, here's Kuhan Leroux. This is SAFM Sport. Thank you very much, Lizette. Good evening. As you said, the Springboks are underway in their final test of the year as they take on Wales and Cardiff. There was a late change for the Springboks. Abun Kursi has been ruled out with a leg injury that he picked up during warm-up. So Nkursi has been replaced by Cheslin Colby in the starting lineup, and that sees Damien Willemser comes in on the bench. There's currently six and a half minutes that have been played. The Springboks did have an opportunity earlier with Peter Steff's toy almost going over in the corner, but he had a foot out in touch. At the moment, Wales are on the attack. No score yet in this game. I'll give you an update at the end of the bulletin as well. Earlier, the All Blacks scored 10 unanswered tries to beat Italy 66-8. Scotland beat Argentina 49, while England defeated the Wallabies 37-18. At half past 8 tonight, Ireland welcomed the USA to the Aviva Stadium, and just after 10 o'clock, France will host Fiji. In Sevens news, MP Fisser says he's extremely proud to make his Springbok Sevens debut in Dubai next weekend after he was included in the travelling squad by Blitz coach Neil Powell. There were also recalls for Kyle Brown, Branco Dupria and Miller Duplessis for the opening tournament of the Seven Series. The World Series opener will be played at the Seven Stadium at the outskirts of Dubai next weekend. It's, uh, it's quite a big honour and um, quite privileged to be in this position to be part of the team that's going to Dubai. I would just say um, yeah, it's been a tough year for me in terms of injuries and uh, just being able to be back with the side uh, to be able to compete, you know, against some senior players and be able to to take my opportunity, which is um, I'm incredibly humbled by it. Um, 
and I'm just looking forward to having a great tournament. South Africa have been grouped with Argentina, Samoa and Zimbabwe in Pool A. To football, Orlando Pirates have booked their place in the Talcom knockout final as they beat Kaiser Chiefs 2-1. Justin Shunga's 84th minute strike saw the Buccaneers progress after Timbun Corsi's launch's early strike was cancelled out by Leonardo Castro in the first half. Amakorsi have now gone 11 games without a win against Pirates, their longest winless run in the history of the Soweto Derby. Pirates will face the winners of tomorrow's second semi-final between Bidvestwitz and Baraka FC in the final and Wits coach Gavin Hunt says he knows it will be a tough outing. Listen, they haven't been bad this season. You know, I mean, if you watch them in all the games, they haven't been bad. But what, you know, as I, what have I just been talking about? <laughs> Defensively, I mean, you know, they concede goals and and that's where you're always going to have a problem. You know, so if they can keep, I'm sure they've got the, the, the right the last two games and that's why they've won two games. That second semi-final will get underway at 3pm tomorrow. In England, the Premier League is back underway today after the FIFA break and the results from the 5 o'clock kickoffs: Manchester City smashed West Ham 4-0, Liverpool comfortably beating Watford 3-0, Manchester United and Crystal Palace played to a goalless draw, Brighton and Leicester also shared the spoils, Everton beat Cardiff 1-0 and Fulham beat Southampton 3-2. Chelsea and Spurs have also just kicked off at Wembley in the final game of the day. Staying with football, it's currently one all between South Africa and Zambia in their Group B game at the Women's Africa Cup of Nations in Ghana. There's about 30 minutes left in that encounter. Banyana Banyana need only a draw from this game to progress to the semi-finals. To cricket now, the Josie Stars won the toss and sent the Cape Town Blitz into bat in their Zanzi League su- uh, encounter. And the Cape Town Blitz off to an absolute flyer, 66 without loss after 5.5 overs at the moment. Quinton de Kock has raced to 48 off of 23. He's already hit seven fours and three Sixes. In international cricket, England are three without loss at Stumps on day two of the third test against Sri Lanka in Colombo after they dismissed the host for 240 in their first innings. Meanwhile, Tajul Islam took six for 33 as Bangladesh dismissed the West Indies for 139 to claim a 64-run victory in the opening test of their two-match series. And Pakistan are 207 for four at Stumps on day one of the second test against New Zealand after winning the toss and electing to bat first. In Formula One news, world champion Lewis Hamilton took his 11th pole of 20. 2018 as he edged out Valtteri Bottas and Sebastian Vettel in Abu Dhabi and Aaron Rai leads the Hong Kong Open by 6 shots at 16 under and he leads over Tommy Fleetwood and Matthew Fitzpatrick after carding a third round 2 under 68. Hayden Porteous is the leading South African at 5 under. Now Rai says he's satisfied with his game over the opening 3 rounds. Yeah, very pleased overall. Uh, it wasn't quite as low as the score yesterday but um, a very solid round so pleased with how it went. Yeah, I mean... Um, Certainly didn't play bad, uh, maybe didn't quite play as well as the first couple of days, but you always have those days during, during four day, four, a four-round tournament. So to be able to kind of get through it, stay patient, um, was a nice thing, and to finish at two under is, is a good score today. Just a quick update from Cardiff. It's not good news for South Africa. Wales have just scored the opener. They lead 7-0 after 11 minutes against the Springboks. You're on the roof for SAFM Sport. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Thank you very much, Johan Leroux, bringing us up to date with all the action live as it happens. On the line, we've got Farirai Sanika, who is a uh, blogger, a travel blogger, and, and she has some favorite spots around the country, uh, one of which is the Panorama Route. Uh, Farirai, tell me a little bit about uh, the Panorama Route and why you chose this destination. Okay, so the Panorama Route is a scenic uh, route in Mpumalanga that I absolutely love. It's lush. It's so green and naturally beautiful. 
and it's also a really affordable destination. So those are the main reasons that I love it so much. Now, one of the, the I want to say criticisms um, are of uh, destinations like the Kruger National Park, which also forms, but you know, with the panorama, which is quite close to the Kruger National Park, is the fact that um, they, it, it's, it's kind of more skewed towards international visitors. Would you say that you agree with that criticism or can people that are local still enjoy it? Um, they just might not know what are some of the, you know, the budget, budgetary ways of, of actually doing it on a budget um, instead of, you know, paying international prices for something like going into the Kruger National Park? Yeah, well, um, the Kruger National Park has a specific price for South Africans. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to be worried about that. And then in terms of um, the panorama route, what's really great is that, for example, if you're living in Johannesburg, um, it's only a four-hour drive away, and you can get through quite a lot of it in, I would say, two days. So you don't have to have an extended stay in order to enjoy it. And the entrance fees to a lot of the viewpoints and waterfalls along the way are in the range of 10 rand, 5 rand. So in terms of cost of the panorama route, it's it's pretty affordable. And in terms of the Kruger National Park, once you've paid your entrance, if you have um, a car, you could fit all your friends into the car and do a self-drive mm-hmm. um, through the park, which also brings the cost down. Looking at some of the sites along the way, I know for me, um, you know, one of my, my, my childhood memories is God's Window. My dad's a, a, extremely afraid yes. of heights. And, and he, he took us to God's Window one oh. year. And, and it was, it was quite, it was hilarious because the man is extremely afraid of heights. But God's Window oh. is, is one of those places that I think everybody should have an opportunity to go. Uh, Mac Mac Falls yes. for me is also on that route that it, that it, you know, definitely one place to visit. From your yes. perspective, what would you say are some of the, the, some of the places that should be on your bucket list if you're doing that route. Okay, like you said, God's window, definitely. Books like Potholes should be on there as oh, well, yes. which is naturally formed rock pools. Mm. It's just beautiful, natural, very, very beautiful. Um, another place is Blyden River Canyon, the view of Blyden River Canyon. It's amazing. Like, I'd seen it on Instagram, and when I saw it in person, it's even better. <laughs> it's amazing. And then, of course, um, you've also got um, Pilgrim's Rest uh, from a historical perspective, one of the one of the little towns to go and visit. Yes, exactly. There's actually so much to get to. So you have to choose where you would like to go and mark them out. And on my blog, which is called gofari.com, which is spelled G-O-P-H-A-R-I.com, mm-hmm. I have a map on there of the panorama route. And then you can mark out, you can print it out and mark out the stops that you would like to do. It's about 20 minutes, I would say, between each stop. Yeah. But there's actually so much. Uh, Farirai, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate um, the time that you've taken uh, to chat to us this evening. So besides Instagram um, where and your blog, or where else? I, uh, I'm assuming Twitter would be a great, play, great place to follow you. Yes, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and then I have my website. And on all of them, I'm called Gofari, so G-O-P-H-A-R-I. And then on Twitter, I just have travel after that, so Gofari Travel. Thank you. Yeah, so, thank me. you. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be reading that blog, seeing where you're going to next. What have you got planned for yourself for December? Um, for December, I will most probably be by the Vol. The Vol? Oh, so you're going to be up here? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Farirai. Have a wonderful festive season.
Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. That's Farid Raisanyaka. She is a, a, a travel blogger. Do go to um, her, her different social media sites as well as her blog. Go Fari um, is the name that she uses. And then on Twitter, she just added tra- travel to that. A um, lot of interesting places that she has visited. A um, lot of stuff to read that is very, very informative. Go plan your route and enjoy uh, what South Africa has, um, to, has to offer.